Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Listen, um, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And um, I was, uh, uh, it, was it was actually, uh, I think I can tell you almost exactly when this was. It was the first week of March. And um, it was a, it was a um, I think it was a, um, I don't remember the exact day. Actually, I have it in my notes. I had written it down. And I was, um, we were going through a situation with one of my employees. Was having some, some issues and um, uh, sickness, actually. Or, and um, it was in the middle of the night. And uh, my wife said, you need to keep your phone on. And, you know, you, you don't even want to go to sleep because, you know, and, and sure enough, I ended up getting up in, I, I think it was 1.30 in the morning to go to the hospital. And uh, and then I, I don't even know what time I got home. It was probably 4.30 or something. And, and, and things didn't turn out quite like I would have liked. But just kind of a downer a little bit, you know. And, and I'm tired. I go to bed. I have to be at a chapel service in Adel, Georgia at 7 a.m. And, uh, and, and guess what? I didn't prepared for my chapel service well I was at the hospital all night and I was having to deal with this even before that and to make a long story short I'm like Lord you know my heart I mean I really do want to make a good message for these kids I don't know if you know anything about chapel services at schools but typically there's four year olds up to 18 year olds has anybody ever done that well you so you've done it you've been a part of a school and I, I just I struggle with those because I'm like hey no 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 it's really it's got like a Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde but I found out that if you can make it pertainable to a four year old you got everybody amen somebody I'm, I'm working on a book I was just in St. Augustine with my sister working on this book and, and she said you got to keep it to a, a fifth grade or below level you want everybody that's not easy that's easy for me hallelujah that was a joke yeah so anyway, I, I'm, 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 I'm driving to this school, and, and the Holy Spirit drops a word in me, and it had to be the Holy Spirit. Kyle, I know it wasn't me. I ain't that good. I wish I was. I wish I could take credit for it. He dropped this word in me, and, I'm, and the Lord had me wanted me to share this with you today. And, it, and it's talking about, it, it's called, this is the name of the message. It's called Crawling, Climbing, and Drawing. Sounds like what a, a three-year-old or two-year-old does. They climb, they crawl, and they draw in places they shouldn't. We were just somewhere. My, my daughter complained about my niece. The last time she was there, they couldn't find her, and she had crayons on her white wall. Anyway. So uh, I'm talking to these, these, and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit was giving me the revelation as I was speaking. I think I wrote it on a napkin as I was in the, getting ready to go up, and the Holy Spirit just dropped this word. So it's a good word. It's in uh, Mark chapter 5, verses 25. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that your word's way bigger than me. And I thank you for utterance. I thank you for an unction. I thank you for your anointing, Lord. I'm just your vessel, Lord. And if there's, if there's nothing in me, they're, they're going to be in big trouble today, Lord. But I know you're faithful. You've always uh, given me a word and you've given me one today and I thank you for that we just give you glory honor and praise for your word Holy Spirit you're the teacher teach through me in Jesus name and everybody said amen hallelujah so in uh, Mark chapter 5 
It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and she had suffered many things from many physicians. Yeah, I know some of those physicians. Anyway, that was a joke. Anyway, <laughs> has anybody ever suffered anything from a physician? Amen. How many of They're just practicing medicine. Jesus is the great physician. Hallelujah. She had spent all she had. She had spent all she had, and she was no better. I'll tell you, medical problems, uh, insurance, and all they were having struggles way back then. Amen? Because it costs money to go to the doctor. Some of you don't want to go because it costs money. But rather, she grew worse, and when she had heard about, and then she heard about Jesus. So she spent everything she had, but she was still worse. And she had this problem for 12 years. Some of you don't feel so bad about your situation now. Amen? And it says she heard about Jesus. Jerry, and there it is. She heard it from somebody. Somebody told her about Jesus. And guess what? Hope rose up. I don't know who Jesus is, but it sounds like he's doing some great things. And then she you know, probably started asking questions. I found out people that ask questions get answers. Amen. I've heard somebody say this. I think it was Glory Cope. And she said, when you've done all you know to do, you need to know some more. Amen. When you've read all you thought you need to read, you better read some more. Amen. Because faith comes by hearing. Amen. So she heard. And then she said, this is powerful. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Something was deposited in her heart. And since she started opening her mouth. And she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, that was her profession of faith. I think it's in Hebrews. It says, hold fast your confession of faith. Well, it's one thing to say something. You know, a lot of times people, they'll, they'll say they're in faith, and it's just mental sin. They're just agreeing. Or they, they heard somebody else got that, so I'm going to do what they did. This ain't a mimicking thing. It's got to be in your heart. And usually if it's in your heart, it comes out of your mouth, you'll actually do it. you got to do it. And we'll look at some more scriptures here in just a minute. For she said in her heart, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body. Now you don't have to feel anything, but she, she felt it. And, she, and that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Now, this is interesting because Jesus wasn't up there saying yes and no. Well, God said no. He don't even know there's a question being asked. She didn't run up to him and say, I'm about to touch your clothes. Will I? Can I get some power off of you? There wasn't no question. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. There wasn't no question. God's not up there pulling, putting, he's got a yes and no button, and you got the no. Because I'm going to tell you, if that's the truth, then every time you pray, the devil's going to tell you, no, it's a no for you. In fact, if you just want to know the, the fact of the matter, somebody said, well, is God going to heal me? No, he ain't going to heal you. He already healed you. It's already been done. Jesus ain't going to come back and get beat again just for you. He's done been beaten. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of our his peace was or our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. That's past tense. If we were healed, that means we are healed, and that means we is healed. Amen. I know that's not proper English, but it works. Amen. So 
So Jesus didn't, didn't say yes or no. He just he wanted to know somebody made a demand on me. It's already been done, and she just, she just drew from her inheritance. Amen? And then uh, his disciples said, you see the multitude thronging you. And I don't know what a thronging is, but it sounded like you could probably lift his legs and still be standing. I've been to some concerts where it was so packed, I could pick my legs up and I'm being held up by shoulders. I mean, it's tight, baby. And the crazy thing is, she got to the hem of his garment. That's down low. Folks, she crawled. You can say what you want. She didn't climb over people's heads. Like, get off me, woman, you crazy fool. She got on her knees. She got on her hands and knees and crawled to Jesus. I said before, some of you got to do some things. You, you got to do whatever you got to do to get to Jesus. Amen. And maybe you're not desperate enough. Well, I, when I got to wait 12 years, I'll probably. Some of you would have done giving up. But thank God somebody told her about Jesus. You may be meeting somebody tomorrow that's been waiting 14 years. They didn't spend all they had. And all you think is, what are they doing out here begging? Maybe you need to tell them about Jesus and get them off the street. Amen. But his disciples said to him, you are, the multitude is thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, I was thinking about this when we were singing, on my knees I surrendered. She uh, knowing what happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Somebody say amen. It says she heard about Jesus because Jesus was pressed with another crowd. She literally got on her hands and knees And crawled through the crowd to get to Jesus. When she touched Jesus, she felt power go out of him. He felt power go out of him because of her faith. She made a demand. Faith makes a demand. I always like to say, faith is the currency of heaven. You want to you purchase something from heaven, you got to have faith. Amen. Your money won't work. You can't buy a miracle. Amen. And listen, people tried. She spent everything she had. Now, I want to go look real quick to Mark 11, 23 and 24 just to make a point here before we go to the, to the next. Uh, this is crawling. Some of you, need to, may, you may need to crawl. For surely I say to you in Mark 11, 23 and 24, I'll give you a minute to find that. You'll, you'll see she, she actually lived out this verse. She lived out the word. Hallelujah. Jesus is speaking here. It's in red. For assuredly, I like that. I mean, Jesus is saying, for sure. You can count it. It's going to happen. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done, believes those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Now, I've heard people say, well, I'm, I'm going to say this because I believe I can have it. Well, if, if you believe it, you can have it. You can't have whatever you say. You can have whatever you say that you believe. And listen, it works in reverse. 
Are we clicking? It works in the negative. I heard my mom curse a tree till it died. I hate that tree. I wish that tree died. I hate that. The tree died. I'm like, you killed the tree with your words. And you, know, you, 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 you won't say that you're believing God for a new roof and confess, I'm, I'm getting a new roof, but you'll say, this is the crappiest roof in the city of Valdosta, and it's probably just going to fall in one day. You better keep your mouth shut. You may have to jump out of bed one night because the roof's caving in. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. People, they, they'll tell you, I don't believe in that confession business, but they're confessing negative stuff all the time, and they're getting exactly what they say. Jesus said, you can have what you say, but most people are saying what they have. Now, somebody needs to just shout at me a little bit every now and then. Bring some money up on the stage or something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said, you can have what you say, but most people are saying what they have. I'm probably going to die prematurely because my grandma died. I'm probably going to get fired from my job because my uncle got fired. They're probably going to lay me off at the plant because they do a layoff every five years, and five years is coming up. You need a good wife or a good friend that will tell you to shut your mouth. Uh, Gloria Copeland said she used to tell Kenneth, she'd say, well, that's your confession. It ain't mine. He, oh, never mind. I, I, I dropped that confession. Now, my wife helps me a lot. And sometimes it bothers me, but I say, you're right, you're right. Thank you. We need, we need that. I, I heard a wife talking to a husband yesterday, right? I won't, I, I don't, I won't point them out, but they're right here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Actually, she was, she was correcting me too. Hallelujah. I said, man, my wife ain't even here. You take, trying to take her place and be, be the correctors. But my wife would probably appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Me and Gavin got straightened out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, so then he says, therefore, what you'll have whatever you say. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So what did she do? She, she heard, then she said, and then she did. Now, that's, the, that's where most people miss it on that last one. They didn't do it. And then she got on her knees and thanked him. Amen. And Jesus looked at her and said, your faith has made you well. He didn't say my faith. Now, it was his anointing. It was his power. But it was, a, it was the demand of faith that drew the power. Amen. We got to get people to the healer. We got to get, listen, I can't save anybody. I can't heal anybody. I can't get nobody delivered. But I can bring them to the deliverer. And the deliverer flows through me because I'm part of his body. I'm his hands. I'm his feet. He's still the head. And when I start taking glory, you better back up. I, that's happened. People start, oh, look what I did. You better mm, back off. Amen. That's good. You forgot who the head was. I got a good head on my shoulders. Amen. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the head and we're the body. And it's his power. Somebody said, I'm just waiting to, to get some strength. Well, you, you will never get it. It's his strength. Now, I'm dependent on his strength. It's his righteousness. Man, this is good preaching. Amen. I'm upheld by his righteousness. Lord, if it was my righteousness, my wife said, man, you ain't going to get Paul on that. Amen. I'm in him. Amen. I'm in Christ. That's good news. Now, hallelujah. Luke 19. Luke 19. Thank you. Thank you for the word of God. 
Thank you for the Word of God. Climbing, crawling, and drawing. Pastor Mark, he could take this message. and I thought so. he'd make a trilogy out of it. Hallelujah. Glory. That, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to let him have it, and we'll make a six-week-long series. I just got about an hour. I may even, not even an hour. Hallelujah. I'm sure he's already doing that. He's probably got 15 scriptures to add to it. That's good. I'm going to let him have it, and I'll come back and preach it again. Hallelujah. It's all from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then uh, Luke 19, verse 1. Luke 19, verse 1. Everybody got it? I can't hear them, them machines turning. I can hear them Bibles. The machines don't make no noise. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Does anybody remember that song? If you don't remember that song, I must be getting old. One person remembers it. Okay. We got, why don't we, they don't sing that, you don't sing that song? You do? Okay, thank you. I feel better now. Okay. We have to bring that one back. Zacchaeus, I almost said it again. Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Does that sound familiar? Wow. Uh, the tax man's got money. And he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was. That, that, that's exciting. But he could not because of the crowd. For he was short in stature. Stature. He was a, he was a wee little man. It, now, this is interesting. It says that Zacchaeus could not see Jesus. Because of the crowd. Folks, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be part of the crowd that keeps people from seeing Jesus. We just got through talking about it. If we could all go out and win one a year, one a month, one a day, that'd be three or six. Five. And I, we're not, we ain't got no meters on our side to determine who did and who didn't. But let's all make a change. Let's all, let's, let's be that river she was talking about. Amen. Just let it be natural. It, listen, if it was up to you, you can't, you ain't got nothing. There's nothing in you that's going to help anybody but Jesus in you, the hope of glory. Amen. And, and God will give you a word. He said, don't even take no thought what you're going to say. Just, just open your mouth and he'll fill it. You know, I might say something stupid. Well, if you say it, we'll be stupid. But you let the Holy Spirit speak through you. Amen. So, so I don't want to be part of the people that keeps Jesus from seeing. I don't want to be part of the crowd that keeps people from seeing Jesus. So he ran ahead. Now, this is the first thing that got crazy. You don't see rich tax collectors running down the street. So he ran. So he did something. Obviously, somebody told Zacchaeus about Jesus, just like the woman. It doesn't say that, but he said he, he sought to see who Jesus was. So obviously, somebody told him about Jesus. He heard about Jesus. But he could not see him because of the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed into a tree. A Rich, pe rich people don't climb trees. Poor people don't climb trees. I don't know if you've ever been in a, if this is a sycamore tree like I grew up, them things is, the, that bottom limb's up, up there pretty good ways usually. But I don't, maybe he got on somebody's shoulders. But he got up in the sycamore tree and he kept getting, getting climbing a limb higher at the time, you know. And it says that he climbed up in the sycamore tree to see Jesus. For he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, I like this. Now, I didn't have time to study out all the different translations, but I'm sure Pastor Mark will get that for me. Because I, and there, I think there's, there's something there. 
When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus. Now, I don't, it didn't say Zacchaeus. Jesus, I'm a little man. Can you see me? No, that's a squirrel. I'm Zacchaeus. It says, it doesn't say Zacchaeus yelled. It doesn't say Zacchaeus is shaking the tree. This is what I believe, and maybe this bear is studying out, but I believe he didn't see Zacchaeus, he didn't hear Zacchaeus, but just like that woman, he felt Zacchaeus. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six that without faith it is impossible to please God, for those that come to him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Folks, I'm pretty sure that running down the street and climbing up in a tree is pretty diligent. I, I think that would qualify as diligent. Man, that guy was diligent. You've seen diligence in people. That guy wants to get that good grade. He's staying behind. He's doing extra credit. He's asking, what can I do? Can I clean your car out? I'll do whatever it takes. You know? You got to give it to him. He's diligent. You know what I mean? He was diligent to see Jesus. And he, he's about to get rewarded. He's about to get diligence is rewarded. Those that come to God must believe that he is. Obviously, he believed. He believed to the point of running and climbing. And it says, when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw him, and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today, I must stay at your house. Man, I would just make my day, man. Jesus, um, he's coming to Mount Austin. He says, I'm going to go to Chris Mosgrave's house. Wow, you could have you went to Van's house. He's coming to my house. Now, you got to remember, Jesus was controversial because he was a rich man and he was a tax collector. The Pharisees, they don't got on to people for hanging out with tax collectors. And he's going to his house. And then, um, you, you, I don't know if you, let's see, we can keep reading here. It says that, so he made haste and came down, verse 6, and received him joyfully. And when he saw, and when he saw it, that all, the, that all complained, saying he was going to be a guest of a man who was a sinner. And when he saw it, they all when when they saw it, they all complained, saying, "He has gone to be a guest with a man who was a sinner." They didn't see Zacchaeus running and climbing, did they? Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, "Look, Lord, I gave half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusations, I'll restore it fourfold." And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. How many know Jesus is salvation? Because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. That was Jesus' answer to them. There was another place in there where it talks about the crowd. And it says that uh, when Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, Jesus would come, he said, well, Jesus will come to your house if you'll begin to seek him. Just like I, I was going to say that. If you'll seek God like that, Jesus will come to your house. Amen. 
Somebody say amen. How many want Jesus to come to your house? And here's how you know Zacchaeus was a changed man. Because there in verse 8 he spoke up and said, Lord, Lord, I'll give half of my goods to, to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I'll restore it four times. That's fourfold. Cameron, if I took $100 for you, I'm going to give you $400. That's a good deal. And he gave half of his money to the poor. Folks, you can, when you, you, how do you know when you, somebody's got your heart, when they got your wallet? Julie's got your wallet. Terry's got my wallet. And she's got my heart. Somebody say amen. When, when a, that's a changed man. Folks, that's a changed man. There's no stinginess in him anymore. And he said here, he said, and I like this, for where you, but Matthew, Jesus has that key his heart because Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Then Jesus summed it all up in verse 9 when he said, Zacchaeus, salvation has come to this home today. Jesus knew he was changed. He was changed. He was a changed man. Jesus felt Zacchaeus before him, before he saw him, just like when Jesus felt the woman with the issue of blood. Now turn to James chapter 4. We're winding down. You got my phone right there, baby? So we got one climbing, we got one crawling, we got one climbing, and now we, we, got, we got somebody drawing. That's a different kind of draw. If you were thinking drawing the wall, this is James 4, verses 6 through 8. But he says, but he gives grace, more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace. And I like to, I like to say more grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Amen. The woman fell down before Jesus in verse 33 of Mark 5. Zacchaeus climbed up in a tree and ran after Jesus. That's humility. Somebody say humility. Humble yourself. Now, um, this is interesting. I, I like to see draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And, and what I said earlier, we've got to do whatever it takes to, to get to that place of faith. And that's drawing. If you believe that God is your source, if you believe that God's your healer, if you believe that God's your answer, He's your joy, He's your hope, He's your peace, He's your life, you, you should be drawn toward Him. That's just. But here's the problem. We get our eyes off Jesus and we, we get our eyes on our bills. I need to do this or I need to do that. And, and the Holy Spirit may instruct you to do something, but it needs to come from Him, not you. Because if you can do it for yourself, you don't need him. And that's the problem. We opt out for man's ways. You know, I was thinking Pastor Mark was teaching on um, um, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm right now, the Lord says, you're, you, you conform to the world every day. You don't even realize it. You conform to man's ways. Or what is, you're, you're actually looking for other man's opinions. What do they think? Listen, nothing, there's no opinions that matter. My opinion don't even matter. It needs to be God's word, amen? And, and that, that the, the, the world system is like gravity. It's constantly pulling you. You know, you, you get an attitude. I'm, we, I don't think we're going to go to church Sunday. We've been real busy, and the kids have been 
tired and we hadn't got much sleep. I don't think we're going to church Sunday. I tell you, that one Sunday will be the day that if you, if he's my, Mark Brady is my pastor that God placed in my life. And I sit here in that seat and I'm getting a word from Jesus from my pastor. If you don't believe that, then you probably need to go somewhere else. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being nice as I can be. I'm just being the truth. If we believe that this is the pastor God placed in my life and he's my shepherd and I'm going to come sit under him and, and listen to what he says and take notes and write down and meditate on what he said and get a, and I've gotten personal words from God that he had no idea. I've heard many people and they'll say stuff like, man, I got, I'm like, I didn't get that. How did they get that? Well, that was what Van needed to hear and Van heard it different than I heard it and it ministered to Van and his need and I wasn't even there. That's, that's fine. The Holy Spirit can do that. that that's, why he's, he's, that's why he's God. Amen? So, so if, you, if you treat churches, you, I mean, I think we were at that conference, the women's conference, the conference, not women's conference, that you did. And the Lord said in John chapter 8, verse 32, it says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And somebody mentioned that verse, and, and I said, oh, That's a good verse. And Jesus said, Well, the truth's not the message. I'm the truth. And I went, oh, wow. You are the truth. And he said, you came here to hear the truth. That's me. And, I, and I, it made a difference. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And it, go back and look at verse 31. It says, if you abide in me, no, no. Well, it does say that. It says, if you abide, I always get that mixed up with John 15, 7. When it said, uh, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. That's John 15, 7. But John 8, 31 says, if you abide in me, what does it say, baby? Then, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, I'm struggling here, but I'm going to get it. If you abide in me, and thank you for the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to lean on my own understanding. It ain't working. If you abide in me, and I just had it and I lost it again. If you abide in me, if you abide in me, and you, there's, there's, I'm, I'm missing, so it must be a different translation. If you abide in me, go ahead, what does it say? Yeah, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then truly you are my disciples, then the truth. Then you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We always leave verse 31 out. If you abide in me, my word abides in you. That means you're living. Abide means live. I, I abide at 2010 North Sherwood. I just gave you my address. That's where I live. We got to live in the word. I like what J Jerry Ann says for me. Oh, we just want to visit this place. Let's just visit with you. Visit? Like I'm camping out. I'm moving in with Jesus. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm moving in. And he's moving in with me. We live together. Amen. Somebody hear this statement. Who's he living with? What man? Amen. No. I'm in love with another man. His name's Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus, then he says, then you're my disciples. Then. If you're a disciple, then you'll know the truth, and you're going to stay free. Somebody say amen. You can't just visit Jesus and hope I can stay free. No, you got to stay with him. We're growing. We're going. We're taking the land. Amen. We're stretching this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm about to shout myself out of the room. Hallelujah. I'm fixing to come down there and shout at myself. Somebody don't. Jesus, in 1 Peter 5, 6, it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. 
listen, it's a mighty hand. He's the great physician. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Zacchaeus got exalted. It was the right time. It was the moment of faith. It was a place of faith. The woman got exalted. Somebody say amen. When Jesus calls you out, you, you, you've been exalted. Somebody say amen. Now listen, I want you to understand something. It says, therefore, humble yourselves. Who's the understood subject there? I didn't do real good in English. Or, or who's doing the subject? Humble yourselves. No, I, that's you. You humble yourself. I need some help, Jason. You hum, humble yourselves. Jesus, you do it. You got, I can't humble you. Be humbled. Be humbled. He ain't got humbled yet. Because I can't humble him. I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is, folks, we do this. You humble somebody? No, that ain't humble. That's humiliation. And humiliation, I, I'm going to tell you, humiliation is a horrible thing. It's horrible. Oh, I don't even want to go there. That's when you try to humble somebody. You can't humble somebody. And I'll be honest with you, God can't humble you. And people, we, well, God taught you how to humble you. Man, that is that ain't humbleness. But you, if he made you do something, it ain't humble. I'm gonna, that, that ain't no different than you say, if I, I'm going to teach them a lesson on Facebook. I'm going to say this about them. You need to, never mind, I'm going to be nice. You got to humble yourself. Uh, it's, it's, humbleness is self-initiated. And but we think we the Holy Ghost, we're gonna humble everybody. No, you ain't. You can humble yourself, but you can't humble nobody. If you try that, you're you're just humiliating people, and that's that'll make them go the other direction. Humiliation will drive people in the dirt. That's removing hope. That's judgment. Amen. Now sometimes you need to judge situations and things like I don't need to go there. I just judge it. That ain't good. Amen. He who is spiritual, the Bible says, judges all things, but you don't go around. Playing God and trying to humble people. Somebody say amen. You must do you must do it. You must be the one that brings humility. Now I've already quoted this verse. Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. That's Hebrews eleven six. I want you to know something. You gotta make that. You gotta draw near to God. You got to be the one that says, "I faith is what." Um, you can't please God outside of faith. I wish God was felt sorry for us. If if God did it because of pity, we'd all be in good shape. Amen. God's not moved by pity. You know, I I, I think about my children when they come to me and they're begging. Man, it makes me mad. I've said, "I'm gonna do that." No, please do it. That that's insulting to me that you're begging me like I'm a like I ain't gonna do it. Where's the trust? Where's the reliance? Where's the belief I'm, daddy's going to do it? You know what I mean? So, so begging and pity don't get the job. In fact, I'll tell you what. The devil camps out at a pity party, and he brings all his demon buddies. Somebody say amen. Now, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Humble yourself. You humble yourself. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil and he will flee. I like to, I, I would always tell young people this. I would say, listen, if you'll start drawing near to God, 
that is automatically resisting the devil. Amen? Think about it. If, if Adam and Eve would have just drew near to God, they would have resisted the devil. That's, that's the same action. You know, I've had people say, when, when people get saved, they need to confess all their sins. That ain't what the Bible says. Actually, it says confess your sins when you're saved and you need to recommit your life. 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, He's faithful just to give you. They, get, they just twist all the Bible together. That was written to the church, 1 John 1, 9. But the, my Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Cameron, the minute you call upon the name of the Lord, you just resisted the devil. The devil don't want you calling on the name of the Lord. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Romans 10, 13. If you confess Jesus as Lord, heck, I can't remember all the stuff I did, Van. It's a lot. Now, if God brings it up in my spirit, you said something to Jerry in three weeks ago you shouldn't have said, I need to go get. I need to go see Jerry. I said, Jerry, I said something. I apologize. The Lord reminded me. That's fine. But you, you some guys say, I got to go fix everything I ever did. You, you, we're gonna just gonna be spend half eternity trying to figure it all that out. Amen. I was a crazy fool. I did some crazy stuff. I wasn't always saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said he's still crazy. <laughs> She's laughing at me. So draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. I use the example like this that. Uh, the Bible says, "Don't give any place to the devil." Come here, honey. If 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 this was, if this was that, what is it? It says, "Do not give any place. Do not give place. Do not give." I think one translation says, "Do not give a a stronghold or a hold. Do not give a foothold. Don't even let him get his little toe in the door." So so if I if she grabs that, I'm not, I'm not really touching her, but I got her. I can pull her this way. I can pull her up here. I'm. But when she lets go, now grab that bag. I need you to grab that. Thank you. I got her now. But here's what she's got to do. I, I'm the devil in case you hadn't figured that out. When she, re, when she submits to God, she lets go of that. Let go of it. Submit to God. I got to get her to pick that up. But if, when she lets go. So the minute she submitted to God, she let go of it. She resisted. What, whether that's humility, whether that, and, and, um, I'm not saying anybody's got all these little strongholds in their life, but we've probably got some. We, all of us probably have something. We were talking yesterday, somebody said, that person's got issues. I said, dang, we all got issues. My Lord, hallelujah. Let's just, let's, let's work on them. That's why we get in the Word to, to see ourselves in God's Word. The Bible says we, in James chapter 1, it says we see ourselves in the mirror. And I don't know about you, but every time you see a defect in the mirror, you fix it. You fix it quickly. And you got that toilet paper stuffed up your nose that you forgot about, or you left curlers in your hair. Oh my God, I almost went to work with curlers. Or you cut yourself shaving, blood shooting at you. Yeah, I probably need to get that before I go to work. I say, hey, Chase, you bust your nose open the house this morning, you know, whatever it is. You need to fix it. The Bible says be, uh, when you see yourself in the mirror of God's word, you need to change it. Or you'll forget what manner of man you saw. When you walk away from that mirror, you forgot. And that's, we need to look at the mirror of God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we got, we got people watching online today. And this is Pentecost Sunday. The, uh, the day of Pentecost was the day that the God's spirit was poured out. So my, I want the band to come. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We want to allow people an opportunity to just respond to what they've heard today. You may be in a place where you said, you may be here and you said, I've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I, I get it. I'm, I'm wondering why the devil 
somebody said that they they got the devil on the run. They said, the problem is he's chasing me. Hallelujah. I said, no, you don't want it that way. You want it the other way. You want to, you want to, you want to put the devil on the run. And how you do that is submit to God. Amen. I like Jesse Duplantis. He said, when you wear the whole armor of God, God don't see, uh, Audrey, he said, God don't see you. He sees God because you're wearing his armor. Amen. I'm upheld by the righteousness of God Almighty. I'm upheld by that. Man, that's good to know. It ain't Chris Musgrove's righteousness that's holding this thing together. It wouldn't be good. Hallelujah. I was at a church last week, and I said, you know, I, I, I don't, we, I, you know, I have, I've had issues. If you don't believe it, ask my wife. Of course, my wife, wasn't, she was here last week, and they all started laughing. But I said, it's true, you know, because, you know, she sees things that, when we're at the house, but I want to be the same there that I am at Lowndes High School or at church or wherever you are. We want to be speaking the word. We want to be living the word. We don't. We want to be proclaiming Jesus twenty four seven. Amen. Especially, you know, I heard somebody say one time, "Where do you go to find out what if people are really Christians?" Oh, you go to church. Oh no, you don't. You go get in a broom closet and watch through the crack. You'll see how they really are. I tell these guys, you want to find out how that girl's really like? Go to her house and hang out. Unbeknownst to her, you'll see some stuff. You're like, oh, I don't know if I want to get in this family. Hallelujah. Change them first. Hallelujah. So the climbing, crawling, climbing, and drawing. It sounds like something four-year-olds do. But the Bible says you become like a child. Jesus said, don't hinder the little ones from coming lightly. Unless a man, a woman, person becomes like a child, they'll never see the kingdom of God. A child don't give a rip. They don't care. You know, I love children. They'll they'll be they'll be hitting each other in the I mean slapping each other upside the head and five minutes later they'll be hugging, playing in the sandbox. You know, if some woman slapped you, you might not speak to her for six years. I'm not I'm I'm not I'll, you should have sat up here. Somebody walked in and slapped you like what? <laughs> be a cat fight or something, you know. How many of you know we got to be like children. We got to be quick to forgive. We want to get to that place of faith, but we want to stay there. Now, I'm sure Zacchaeus didn't go on the next day. I mean, did y'all see that? Jesus came to my house. Well, I'm, bad. I'm the man. Hey, I gave all my money away. The woman with issue of blood, I, I just can't picture her going around bragging, man, 12 years, but I'm, I'm back, baby. I'm back. I bet y'all can't do it like me. You should have seen me crawl between the men's legs, getting to that man. God, got to that him. I'm gonna tell you, there was a there was a humility there that stayed. I believe, Amen. We got to stay at that place of, of humility and stay in that place of of faith and that place of grace and that place of trusting in Jesus, no matter what world, not what, no matter what it looks like. I, unless somebody said, "Well, you don't know what I've been through." No, I don't. But I know what Jesus went through. And it paid a price for you. I heard somebody just say this. They said, I don't know if God really loves me. Folks, if it was about, and this is what the answer to the thing was. He said, God isn't, love is not something he does. It's who he is. And I'm in the beloved. I'm in the beloved. When he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, you're talking to Jesus. I think he said that about Daniel. In Daniel chapter 10, and he said, Daniel, my beloved. And, I, and guess what he says in Ephesians? 
He says, when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you became, you were entered into the beloved. We, we are loved, and we're entered into Jesus. He is love. So I don't think he loves me as much as he loves her. That's garbage. I, I recently heard somebody say that. I didn't know all that. I just told you. I wish I would have. But I told him, I said, listen, he died for you. There ain't nobody else going to die for you. God is love, and you're surrounded and filled, and there's no limitation. Well, he just loves me a little bit. No, there ain't no little bit of God. It's all God. Amen. The universe can't con- contain him and his love because he is love. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you came to church with today or what, what the situation is, but you got to get to Jesus. you got to stay at that place of faith because you're going to have another trial. You're going to have it. Well, if I can just get through this, it'll all be a no. There'll be something next week. There'll be something the week after. But it's all, it counted all joy. Amen. Last time I checked, joy means laugh. Just flat laugh. Count, laugh one, ha, ha, ha. Laugh two, ha, ha, ha. Just keep laughing. You want to make the devil get crazy? When you start laughing, when they tell you you got cancer, he'll say, what's wrong with that? He must know something. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I got, I got some inside information. The devil wish he could get a hold of. Amen. Remember, Jesus ran the devil off with the word of God. He didn't say, I'm Jesus, back off. He quoted the scriptures. And we need to be quoting the scriptures. We need to be speaking the word. Uh, I was sharing with somebody today, I think it's Psalm, is it 107 verse 20? He sent his word and healed them. I, the Lord just said, I was going down and just quoting it over and over again. His word, his word. He sent his word. So when, you, when you're talking to a sick person, you better be giving them this. You may not even, that may not even make sense to you. That's all right, you're just a delivery boy, amen? You don't read people's mail, he reads your mail, he just lets you see it a little bit. Amen. Last time I checked, it's against a lot of read people's mail. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.